Hi there, and welcome to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Los. The Gontrepreneur.com podcast gives us an opportunity to speak directly to entrepreneurs, cannabis growers, product developers, and cannabis medicine researchers, all focused on making the most of cannabis normalization. As your host, I do my best to bring you original cannabis industry ideas that will ignite your own entrepreneurial spark and give you actionable information to improve your business strategy and improve your health and the health of cannabis patients everywhere. Today, my guest is Jeff Church. Jeff Church is Vice President of Research and Process Development at ThinkPure. Over the last 20 years, Jeff has worked with every modern extraction method and enjoys researching ancient hash making techniques. Jeff Church is also known online as Reverend Cannabis, and today he is here to talk with me about fortifying cannabis products with extra terpenes. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Shango. So Jeff, let's start at the very beginning by establishing for folks new to the topic why terpenes are so beneficial. Why does your extraction team work so hard to preserve terpenes in the final product that is delivered to your customer or patient? Well, you know, terpenes are really the embodiment of what the different effects are that you're going to get from different cannabis extracts. Uh, you know, the flavor is uh, all in the terpenes. Uh, you know, the cannabinoids, THC, CBD, they have their own uh, effects. But without the terpenes to modulate that effect, you really have kind of a flat effect that is not uh, nothing really special. Uh, so, yeah. You know, in the early days, I really didn't get what uh, terpenes were until the first time I came across citrine because I'm like, oh, like citrus, just like when I cut into a piece of citrus, suddenly I'm feeling stimulated and happy and the world is great. And then, and then I realized that really at the heart of cannabis is aromatherapy. Exactly, exactly. That's precisely it. You know, I mean, there's many different terpenes. There's uh, limonene, which is going to give you a really uh, up kind of an effect. Uh, there's myrcene, uh, which, you know, I mean, limonene, it's it's from citrus as well. Um, uh, myrcene, uh, which is from mangoes, is going to give you kind of a relaxed effect. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's many, many, many more terpenes, 150 of them that have been tested uh, in cannabis. So efforts to preserve terpenes began um, by extractors studying how best to use the technology. Like if you had a, <clears throat> an Eden CO2 extractor, you were twiddling the knobs and, and working with your time and everything so that you could preserve enough terpenes in the end process. And a lot of incredible oil is now being made because of all those efforts and you know, shared intelligence by, by extractors. Now though, some producers want to fortify their products with additional terpenes. So it's moved more towards adding some extra punch to your product so it either tastes better or it has more medicinal qualities. What are some of the sources of these terpenes that are being added to the final product? Well, yeah, so that's that's definitely a great question. So there's, there's two main categories that I see, uh, well, Three really. There's there's plant-based uh, terpenes, uh, which you know they're extracted from any plant. You know, limonene uh, can be extracted from citrus. Um, it, uh, linalool it can be extracted from lavender. Uh, humulene from hops. Uh, myrcene from mangoes. Uh, but there's also synthetic versions of those that can be created in the lab uh, just to you know basically be that molecule. Um, and so those are kind of the one direction, kind of a, the one class, there's the natural and the synthetic. And then there's 
something called cannabis-derived terpenes. And so those are exactly what they say they are. They're uh, terpenes derived from different strains of cannabis. Uh, and so, you know, all, all these different cultivars have a unique kind of uh, fingerprint in them. And so deriving these terpenes from, uh, from them really carry that effect over into your extract. So, so is myrcene from a mango... Uh, chemically the same as the myrcene that's in cannabis? Yes, it definitely is. Uh, you know, and it's going to, it, the effect that you get from the myrcene uh, in cannabis is the effect that you're going to get from myrcene in mango. One caveat, though, is you don't have all of the other terpenes uh, present uh, if you're just extracting it from mango. And you may have some terpenes that would never be present in cannabis at all uh, that are extracted from that uh, that mango so when you have this pure uh pure myrcene right it's it's going to be 99 point something percent pure there's always going to be something else in there uh that that uh, is from its original source so when you're smoking these things it's like you're smoking a derivative of that plant rather than smoking cannabis all right. Well, then I, I must admit I'm kind of surprised because when um, I normally think of of eating mangoes, I don't think about the myrcene effect, which is one of the things that I really love about about indicas. You know, a little bit of couch lock, a little bit of munchies, a little bit of body relaxation. Um, so it it actually kind of puts me guess second guessing my original opinion that I kind of came into this show with that <laughs> adding terpenes was totally uncool from from food sources. You know, I've seen some folks that are doing um, uh, pet products, uh, you know, CBD from hemp pet products, and they're adding uh, they're adding terpenes from food products like mango and other things. And, you know, they're calling it whole plant medicine, which that's just patently untrue. But the idea of getting a terpene from a food and then adding it to a cannabis product I was really against it just because it felt like bringing in something alien. What are your thoughts about that? Well, it's definitely not something that I want to consume myself. Um, I think that they're, you know, just like, you know, there's there's a big market out there for um, vape pens that are nicotine vape pens with all of these different fruit flavors and things like that. I think that there's a market for it. Um, is the effect going to be there uh, as great as it would be from cannabis? I, I don't know. You know, I it, just as there's myrcene in mangoes, there's going to be other things in there that are going to modulate, uh, you know, the uptake of cannabinoids um, or lessen the effect of the myrcene, right? So, you know, where, where eating a mango is not going to knock you out. Right. Um, but having a really, really myrcene high uh, uh, cultivar of cannabis will bring you down, you know. So it's more of a, a flavoring thing, I feel like, when you're when you're extracting like fruit flavors and things like that. Um, you can get the pure terpenes and they definitely have their modulating effects. But I, I don't know that you're really going too much further than getting a small amount of modulation with the flavor where cannabis uh it, it it's it's able to modulate the effect quite strongly right on so so 
that's going to naturally fit into talking about extracting um, terpenes from whole plant cannabis. But before we do that, let's hit this, um, the, the intentional flavoring of cartridges uh, for <laughs> a second. You know, we've all smelled or, or some people are using um, uh, nicotine pens and they've got, you know, you know wild cherry or honey mm-hmm. and milk or whatever it is. And mostly I smell them when I'm walking down the street and somebody exhales. And, and I've had two different companies uh, who have intentionally added flavor to their oil cartridges. And um, the first one was mango. And I won't say the name of the company because I didn't care for it at all. <laughs> I, I, it, it tasted really, uh, really cheap, like, uh, like if there was a mango breakfast cereal. It tasted inauthentic. But right. then I had one last week that I got from the rep of uh, Curvana down in... Um, down in California, and my God, the banana, it tasted so good, and it was, it was, you know, it, it also had a terp base of actual cannabis flowers, so it was, it was everything I know and I love and am familiar with, with regular cannabis terpene, but then it had this, like, little, like, this little oomph of banana, and, and it tasted really authentic. And, and, you know, I was getting this information secondhand. And so I, from what I understand, they, they actually extract their own bananas to mm. create their own terpenes so that it tastes really good. And, and I was like, man, you know, while I, I probably wouldn't be using a banana cartridge all the time, I can, you know, it was a treat. And, you know, when I passed it around to people who were with me, they were all like, wow, that's really good. So I guess, you know, you know while it may not be my personal preference, I definitely can see the attraction to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's not like you're going to find. Well, uh, you know, actually, nowadays there's there's a strawberry banana flavored uh, cultivars of cannabis. There's there's many different flavors of cannabis for sure. So banana is not completely foreign to the whole uh, equation. Uh, but you know. Uh, you you really hit it on the head. It it has all of those other terpenes uh, that that are in the cannabis plant. If they extracted it really well, tried to preserve those terpenes the best they could, and then added in this banana flavor that they extracted in a really nice method, uh, so that you're really getting the full embodiment of the banana, uh, then it's going to be a pleasurable experience. Now, is the banana going to add to the modulation of of uh of the effect that you get well you know i mean that that's questionable i mean the the modulation can happen just by your enjoyment right so if, if you're really enjoying something a lot uh then then that's going to be pleasurable for you it's going to make the whole experience feel a lot better i think that's probably the same thing that people do with banana daiquiris right because exactly. even though the, the banana is not adding anything to the modulation it, it's like hey my drink makes me feel like I'm on a tropical vacation, so I'm feeling even more festive, even though I'm just at my norm, my local Mexican restaurant or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and you know, it's it's not medicinal; it's more recreational. I feel like, but but all recreation is medicine in my mind as well. So, but it's kind of weird. We have these two different classifications: we have the medical and we have the recreational. I also believe in spiritual. Uh, you know, so I think that that would be more in that rec recreational class of, uh, of, of extracts. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I'm one of those people who believe that we're all patients because even if, if even if we're buying at a recreational store and even if our really our goal is just to get high, well, we're getting high as an anti-anxiety because the rest of our life is so stressful and we want a little bit of respite. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So we're going to take a short break and be right back. You are listening to the Godpreneur.com podcast. 
The Gontrepreneur.com podcast is going to sound a bit different going forward. We are now producing our podcasts in-house so we can have more control over how they sound. We want to make them an even better listening experience for you. That means the show is going to sound a little bit less produced and whiz-bang, and a bit more down-to-earth and pleasant on the ears. We didn't used to control the commercial content, and we, and many of you, thought it sounded out of sync with the rest of the vibe of the show. Going forward during the commercial breaks, we're going to bring you companies that we believe in. We're going to tell you about them, we're going to tell you how to get in contact with them, and then we'll get right back to the show. Pretty simple, really. This change also means we are booking our own commercials now. If you want to reach out and connect with our audience in the most personal way we can offer, drop us an email at grow at gontrepreneur.com and we can talk about you becoming a commercial sponsor of the podcast. It is our hope and intention that these changes will make the podcast an even more pleasant listening experience. Thanks for listening and being part of the Gontrepreneur family. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, Shango Lose, and our guest this week is Jeff Church of Think Pure. So before the break, we were talking about uh, the nature of terpenes, why we extract them and use them, and how they can influence us like aromatherapy. And we talked about bringing in uh, terpenes from food sources and different sources. I want to talk specifically now about extracting terpenes from whole plant cannabis, because that is absolutely the rage right now. Um, you know, people are talking about it in forums everywhere, and the idea is that you are going to remove the 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 entire flavor profile of a particular strain, say, for example, Gorilla Glue, and you're going to take that whole terpene profile so that the, the, the liquid terpenes that you end with smell and taste just like uh, Gorilla Glue. So, so, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about how that found its way into uh, extraction coolness now so people have got a little historical frame for this discussion. Well, I think, you know, it, it really all started uh, um, when people started to try and get uh, to preserve their terpenes in their extracts. You know, I mean, every extraction method that there is, whether it's alcohol, CO2, butane, propane, um, you're extracting terpenes, but you're also extracting the cannabinoids. Uh, and so this this movement to really have just pure terpenes is kind of uh, what, what the, the new phase uh, of evolution is in extraction. So, uh, you know, there's, there's many, many, many different ways to extract uh, cannabinoids and terpenes together. And there's probably just as many ways to extract just terpenes um so you, you know you can you can do uh distillations of steam distillations you can do vacuum distillations there's uh cold trapping that you can do uh you know you can do your your distillations with heat you can do them uh in a in a cryo distillation uh there's there's many 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 different ways to slice it um but essentially, you know what what you're what you're doing is extracting the essential oils of the plant. So just like you would have lavender essential oils, uh, you're extracting the essential oils of cannabis. Uh, and so, you know that that smell, that taste, it really carries over, and it's 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 completely uh, potentized uh, into. You know, something where if you have one drop of it uh, and you smoke that on a nail, it, it, it tastes like you just smoked a whole gram or so of, uh, <laughs> of extract. 
know? You know, I, I, I first got a good understanding of the power of it when, um, oh, actually, I was with I was with you. It was at Emerald Cup this past year down in uh, Sonoma County at the fairgrounds. And uh, you said, uh, oh, man, you got to see this. And we went over to the United Cannabis booth and uh, uh, Tony Vergara was doing or Verzura was doing his demo and like the, the place was packed. There were all these, all these heads all around and, and he was kind of explaining to people and showing how he did it. And then he was painting people's slabs. And if you've never seen this, this is something pretty cool. He was, he was taking, uh, this, you know, these, these small, this ex- really small amount of raw terpenes that he had extracted with this tiny little paintbrush and then people were going up to him with with slabs of oil that they said oh you know this 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 oil is mediocre you know shatter or wax or something and and he was painting along the slab and you could tell that there was something going on there because it was changing the coloration of it and the person whose slab it was was getting all like super excited and 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 then you know they'd pass it back and we'd smell it I'm like oh my gosh this suddenly went from smelling like mediocre oil to like the best you know gorilla glue oil everywhere and you know people were really jazzed about it yeah you know i think it's it's a really really cool concept you can take pretty much any extract that you have whether you've got a vape pen or you've got a slab of bho or rosin or uh uh, dry sift or bubble hash you know it, it really doesn't matter what it is uh you can add the terpenes to that and the really cool thing about it is you've got you know if you're smoking your this one extract that you have all the time you'll kind of hit this this level uh where you're not feeling the effects as much as you had been before right it's mm-hmm. it's it's effective it definitely does uh does what it's supposed to do but you don't really have uh, have as great of an effect. Now, if you just add a little bit of terpenes uh, to it, that effect is amplified, you know, quite quite a bit, and you really get the effect of the cultivar uh, that 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 it was extracted from. So where you're really used to this one kind of hash per se, you know. Adding the terpenes to it will make it a whole new world where it's just like smoking another strain that you haven't been smoking. And so, you know, and then adding a different strain of terpenes to it uh, will affect you in a whole different way. Whatever the effect of that original cannabis was, it's going to be mirrored in this. So I think that's really what has has caught a lot of people, um, got a lot of people caught up in this and, you know, really turned out a lot of terpene fanboys out there you know Uh. (laughs) yeah i actually i actually saw that first person there at emerald cup i was hanging out in the in the chill room behind the uh forever flowering tent there with uh eric brandstad and and he had you know a whole bunch of like you know really hardcore humboldt heads uh, there and uh they were passing around one of the small terpene vials that um that tony was selling and um i don't remember what the strain was but you know they they painted some onto some oil and and like one by one they were doing dabs and like you could just see this 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 look on their face of like salvation like the sky was gonna open up and they're like oh this is a perfect terpene experience and you know it was it was really astonishing to see people with a really exceptional taste in cannabis to be so overjoyed by having such a flavorful dab 
um, you know, people were, people were being converted right there, you know, instantly into fanboys. It is definitely the holy grail of uh, of modulation of cannabinoids. You know, I, I mean, like I said, you get stuck on on one variety because you've got a whole bunch of it, and adding just one drop of this, it just makes it a whole nother world. And and uh, you know, people really look for flavor in in their cannabis, and they they want that to to carry over into the smoke. Um, it's it's really part of that enjoyment that you get from smoking cannabis is the flavor. You know, without that, it's just a high that's kind of flat and and really not as enjoyable. Right on. So let's kind of shift gears. Let's talk a little bit about um, about how to use these terpenes as a product developer. So so we've talked about, you know, people have been extracting terpenes in all these different ways. And there's, there's a lot of ways that you can go about it. But once you have the terpenes in your possession, um, I'm sure that there's more to do with it than just simply uh, painting it onto a, a slab at home. What are some of the applications that you have seen uh, product developers in licensed cannabis using the terpenes for? Well, you know, I've seen, I actually haven't seen much in the licensed arena. So like 502 recreational, I haven't really seen much, uh, much at all, except for terpenes that are extracted from other plants. So if we're talking cannabis drive terpenes, um, it's mostly been done in the medical states. Um, and I would say that, uh, that you know, Tony Tony Verzura um, has kind of been the pioneer in all this. He's uh, created what he calls terp melt, which is you know full melt bubble that he adds uh, you know a drop or two to every gram, uh, and he mixes that all together, and it it just changes the flavor completely. Uh, there's terp rosin as well. Um, uh, you know, people uh, add it to their uh, vaporizer cartridges. Uh, there's uh, some friends of mine down in California have uh, a product that uh, that they make that's. A, a distillate of cannabinoids. Uh, so, you know, basically the, the most refined uh, cannabinoid uh, experience that you can have out there that's pretty much free of terpenes. Uh, and then they derive from cannabis uh, terpenes and add that back into it uh, and put that into their vape pens. So they have these cannabis-derived uh, distillate vape pens that are extremely popular because it's... It, it tastes better than any dab that 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 you you know that you've had before. Honestly, <laughs> you know it's you know, vaporizing it at that lower temperature is is really nice. That's another thing. Just as a little side note, you know people um, people tend to dab in the you know 600 to uh, 800 degree range. 800 being way way too hot for my taste. Um, when you're talking about regular cannabinoids and terpenes, but if you are going to dab just straight terpenes, which is kind of the the thing that uh, people are doing a lot of nowadays, um, you want to be down in like the 400 degree, 400 and, uh, four to 450 um, to really get that full flavor, um, you know. So yeah, but but there's 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 many different products out there. Um, uh, you know, there's people that are even putting these terpenes into edibles. Uh, so, you know, not like a brownie, but like a capsule. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're adding them in there so that the, the modulating effects uh, are, are present when you're eating that capsule. So, you know, you could really, truly have, you know, 
where before I feel like um, a decarbed uh, cannabis oil, right, where you've decarbed it completely, you've boiled most of the terpenes out of there. So the effect is going to be pretty flat. It's going to be, you know, just just a THC effect um, with a little bit of modulation of whatever terpenes were able to, to, to make it through that whole decarb process. But if you add just a little bit of these terpenes uh, to, to that product, you get all of the modulating effects that you would be getting from uh, smoking the different strains. So it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's really a game changer. I, I think that the, the future uh, of extracts at least um, is purification and addition of these uh, cannabis-derived terpenes. Well, then that just begs the question uh, to me about where does that fall on on the line with whole whole plant medicine, right? Because you know we've been saying that you need to use the whole cannabis plant because all of the small and discreet and not really researched yet parts are all essential for the entourage effect so that you you get the best medical impact possible from the cannabis. Well, what we're talking about is doing a whole plant terpene extraction and then adding it, hopefully, to a whole plant product so it's kind how do you see it do you see it as no longer being whole plant or are we now like super whole plant we're, like we're beyond whole plant i i see it as a as a whole plant extract but at the same time you know it's not like fico it's not like um not like you know the rick simpson oil yeah, type thing yeah. you know that that's that's really a whole nother another classification and honestly rick simpson oil um you know people are really into it being a full plant extract um it's devoid of a lot of the terpenes because you have to boil out the ethanol that you've used to extract it and uh, anything that's uh, you know volatile uh, at less than the boiling point of ethanol is going to be lost in the equation so that's that's kind of uh, you know it, it is really super whole plant but at the same time i think that it's it's uh, it's more getting to a point where you're trying to take these different classes of chemicals uh, from within the plant and refine them into their most pure forms leaving all of the things that you don't want in your smoke waxes chlorophylls and things like that that are harsh to smoke leaving all of those behind and then recombining these things together uh, to make something that's that's the most enjoyable extracts that I've ever smoked. <laughs> wow, that oh, there we go. Uh, we're going to take another <laughs> short break and be right back. You are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. Entrepreneurs across the country are establishing businesses in response to cannabis normalization. Once a state becomes legal for cannabis, they all go through similar growing pains. New business owners must develop a business plan, a brand, learn growing and processing techniques, and develop products from those new skills and get them to market. Most challenging, they must learn how to work creatively within the narrow bands of legality set by their state regulators. Each step in this process is filled with hidden delays at burn resources. The most common challenging belief I have seen from my own clients and other players in Washington, Colorado, and Oregon is that they think they can do it all themselves, or worse, that they have to do it all by themselves. This is simply untrue, and in most cases will cost you a great deal of time, money, and frustration. 
We have reached the point now that there are exceptionally good cannabis consultants who have learned from their mistakes, risen to the top of their own markets, and now offer this advice to new cannabis entrepreneurs in states that are just moving into production now. One of these is Green Lion. Green Lion was an early player in the Washington medical market. They grew up during times of confusing gray market regulations, balancing between honoring the Coal 2 memo and state cannabis laws while continually striving to push the market forward with groundbreaking growing processing and products. Green Lion was in the first round of licenses awarded by Washington State, and they began the difficult challenge of running tandem medical and state-licensed recreational operations while being a shining example of creating revenue and staying within the fine details of state law. Their extraction lab uses a variety of methods and has a reputation for producing exceptional oils and an employee training program taught by folks who are now industry leaders. Green Lion can help you attain your own cannabis sales goals. Their multifaceted team has the expertise you need, whether it be growing, extraction, product development, branding, or support working through your state's licensing process. Green Lion is also now acquiring established medical and recreational marijuana product lines to bring into the Green Lion family. If you have an established product and want to participate in the licensed cannabis market, Green Lion could be the place for you. They will fold your manufacturing team into their production and get your proven products into the hands of cannabis enthusiasts everywhere. Finally, do you enjoy fine cannabis oil? Green Line presently provides recreational and medical products made with their premium oils throughout Washington State. Ask for Green Lion Dab Oil, CO2 oil and Keef-infused pre-rolls, vape cartridges, and full plant extract topicals at your favorite retail location. Get your pen ready because here comes the contact information. If you want to achieve a positive cash flow in a shorter time, reach out to Green Lion. If you have a marijuana business that needs to find a licensed home to manufacturer, reach out to Green Lion. Drop a line to contact at greenlionindustries.com and let them know how you want to work together. And tell them Godpreneur sent you too. That email address is contact at greenlionindustries.com. And now, back to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Los, and our guest this week is Jeff Church of Think Pure. So before the break, we were talking about all the different applications um, for extracted terpenes uh, that you can add back into a cannabis product to fortify it, to make it uh, both a stronger uh, modulation experience as medicine, and also just a damn good dab for recreation mm -hmm. and just fun. So you know, in your in your um, last bit before we went to commercial, um, you said something that totally jumped up for me. You said that some people are dabbing terps and like do you mean that they're dabbing just straight terps and so they're not dabbing thc so that's exactly what i mean and so you know it's it's a really interesting concept so um if you know if if you're all about the tastiest flower the tastiest extract this is really you know the pinnacle of 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 cannabis is dabbing its terpenes um you know so so tony vizura uh, from united cannabis really popularized this uh he uh 
he has a terpene dab bar that he sets up at uh, at the different cannabis festivals. Uh, you know, the Emerald Cup. He was doing it uh, as well down at High Times in San Bernardino, um, and you know, people just line up for low temperature dabs. And what's really really interesting about it is you could have a dab of terpenes as your first dab of the day. And you're going to feel high. Um, you know, if you've, there's, there's, there's certain qualities to the terpenes where um, they kind of act as solvents on the cannabinoids uh, that are sitting on the receptors. Uh, um, and your cannabinoid receptors can be somewhat blocked um, to where you, they're packed with cannabinoids on the surface. And so when you add this terpene in there, uh, it really loosens that up a bit and allows for the cannabinoids to pass through the membrane and hit those receptors uh, in, in a more efficient way where you're feeling more effect from the cannabinoids that you had in your system from smoking last night. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so you, you'll you'll really feel a high um, one way or the other, you know, and it's it's very strain strain specific. Um, but it's it's all about the flavor. You know, people are people are all about the terps nowadays. And so uh, so so doing this is is something really exciting. Now, I, I would caution that uh, smoking pure terpenes may not be the healthiest thing for you. I was thinking about that too, man. <laughs> I mean, we're already talking about, uh, you know, dabbing uh, a concentration of terpenes, people potentially getting, you know, terpene toxicity and, and mm-hmm. you know, being part of the, you know, oh, he dabbed too hard and then he fell over, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to be dabbed too hard and fell over, but but uh, really damaging your lungs uh, is, is something that, that can happen uh, by smoking smoking too much terpenes. So, you know, you, you really want to be careful. Um, there's, there's kind of a, a, a threshold where, where you don't want to pass, you know, pass that too much or else you, it's going to be a harsh smoke. It's, it's going to, uh, to not be enjoyable. It, it's enjoyable the moment you're smoking it, but down the road when your lung uh, capacity is being diminished by smoking uh, these pure terpenes, it it could become an issue. It's not really kind of a thing that somebody's really going to abuse though, is it? Or, or do too much of, because I mean, I can understand how um, dabbing some terpenes, you know, was your first one of the day or kind of mix it in with your, with your dab session or, or something like that, that might be enjoyable, but it's not really the kind of thing that somebody's going to be dabbing terps all the time, just straight, is it? Well, you know, I mean, uh, that's, that's definitely what a lot of people are getting into. I think that the most popular thing is really taking a dab and dipping it into the terpenes. Right on that. I get, you know, and, and so then, then you're, you know, you're talking maybe 10, 15% of, uh, of your dab is going to be terpenes and the rest is going to be cannabinoids and other, uh, constituents that are in the smoke. So it's kind of diluted just like you, you wouldn't take a lot of essential oils, uh, and apply them directly to your skin. Um, it, it, it's the same sort of thing, you know, essential oils, a lot of them, uh, you, you really want to cut them in another oil, um, and a, a carrier oil before you put it onto the skin so that there's not too high of a concentration in any one spot on your skin. Um, and the same, same can be 
be true for your lungs as well. You know, you meant also mentioned the other product uh, was uh, was RSO because you know, of course, the terps the very are very volatile and they are burnt off uh, from heating, making RSO and FICO. Um, but you know, it makes me curious about doing a a a distillation at the beginning of the plant material you're going to use to remove the terpenes at that point, and then go ahead and make your RSO and then stir back in the terpenes at the end and somehow, I don't know, maybe kind of Frankensteining back together a whole plant uh, FICO extract. Have you seen anybody do that yet? It sounds like you need a patent. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen anybody do that with, uh, with FICO, you know, with a full plant extract. Um, I have seen people doing that, and I've done it myself, uh, with the distillate where you, um, you have the cannabinoids and then you have the distillate uh, or you have, you have the terpenes that are extracted and then you have the distillate of the cannabinoids that you extract uh, from, from the same type of material. Um, so there's, there's a company down in uh, California that's, that's doing it. There's actually a whole bunch of different companies down there in California doing it right now. Um, I think that's one of the problems with trying to patent any of this is that <laughs> there's so many different people working on it at the same time in parallel um, and you know people are sharing the science with each other that uh, it makes it really hard to uh, secure um, you know originality on paper right right I'm you know I I was mostly joking (laughs) (laughs) well it is it is happening so even even though we joke about it so so right on so um, one more thing I want to hit on to so so where do you see this the direction uh, this is heading in I mean I know this is already uh, bleeding edge stuff but but where do you see um, this 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 idea of extracting the terps and fortifying cannabis products heading here in the next couple years yeah, you know, I really see uh, a lot more extraction of, of terpenes uh, and the re-addition of those into other lines of already existing extracts that are out there. Uh, you know, just like Tony's been doing with the terp rosin and, and the terp melts and, and other companies have been doing with the uh, distillate added with the terps. I think that that's really what, what it is, is, you know, us finding out what we what we like in cannabis and what we don't like in cannabis. You know, I don't like to smoke an oil that has a whole bunch of chlorophyll in it, like a, a an RSO, right? I, I would much rather smoke something that, that has uh, uh, a higher purity of cannabinoids in it. Um, and the same, same is true with terpenes. So I think adding these purified elements back together and creating the ideal extract that is devoid of all of the parts that we don't want is really the future. Right on. So that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for being on the show again, Jeff. Definitely. Definitely. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You can follow Jeff Church on Instagram at Cannabis Reverend. You can find out more about his company at their website, thinkpure.com. And that's think with a C, but no K. Finally, if you want to hear more from Jeff, you'll find an earlier Gontrepreneur podcast episode with him about rosin oil in the podcast archives and a presentation he made on rosin at Canacon Seattle this year in the video section of the Gontrepreneur.com website.
You can find more episodes of the Godpreneur podcast in the podcast section at Godpreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Godpreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news, product reviews, and cannabis jobs updated daily, along with transcriptions of this podcast. You can also download the Godpreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. Do you have a company that wants to reach our national audience of cannabis enthusiasts? Email grow at gonchpreneur.com to find out how. Today's show was produced by Pat Paquette. I am your host, Shango Lose.